Come on, Jack. Come on, join in. Um, welcome, welcome to uh, the best, the best got beat. It's season four, it's episode nine. Uh, you might, you might have, um, you might have worked out after that interesting intro that I am back in the hot seat, Mr. Nathan Judah, with Mr. Joe Edwards, Wolf reporter extraordinaire. Joe, how's it going, Bebe? What was the point of that? Well, look, it's oh, doom I, and gloom. I, I, enjoy, I quite enjoyed it, but it's I just doom don't know and what gloom. the point was. It's doom and gloom at bloody the <laughs> Bankses, and I just wanted to raise, just raise the morale a little bit. Let's let's just get back with the one of the greatest intros and songs of of, of an amazing Disney movie that is. Uh, oh, Joe Edwards, come on, come uh, on, Joe Edwards, come on. F- three guesses. Three guesses. Um, it's not Family Fortunes. Mary Poppins. No. Think uh, animated Disney. Bambi. Oh, you, you re- I'm really disappointed in um, this. Especially when you've got a babby on the way. Or the, bab- or not, or the babby there. Well, the babby the, the here, should be the yeah. show, You know, he should be watching it. Left, uh, right and centre. This is a classic. Think of... Um, think of... Um, Jungle Book. No, um, no, that, That's no. my free guess. He's gone. Yeah, Come on. The Edwards family. It's been passed to the Judah family. Robin Hood. Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood, where the fox is. You've not seen it? I, I didn't really know there was a Disney version oh, of Robin mate. Hood, to be honest. Oh, mate, it's absolutely magnificent. Honestly, I'm not joking, your homework <laughs> for next week or a fortnight's time is to go and watch it. Absolutely genius, brilliant. People are going to be screaming... You know the four people listening to this podcast are going to be are going to be absolutely screaming at the microphone in their cars. How can he not know that? It's iconic. I, I, I would say, I would say, it's in 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 the best Disney films of all time. It's in my top two along with Lion King. It's that good. Really? Yeah. Honestly, mate. It's quite honestly. High praise. Oh, mate. It's absolute game changing, and it's it's a fun. Jensen will grow to love it. And it's 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 definitely great songs in it. It's one to to raise the morale. Hence why I played it at the start of this podcast. Because you know I assume that 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 later on or maybe pretty quickly we'll be delving into some some disappointment, so yeah, to speak. So we just will. wanted to kind of like you know, a bit of a bit of a sing song. I, I wouldn't mind that being like the theme tune. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I, quite, I don't mind that. I, I mean, like Disney that. Disney Disney might have an issue with it, copyrighted, but, and we might well, end up. They, they, come they're, on. They're not listening, are they? Express well. the star headline, you know, front page headline tomorrow. Uh, Disney sue the best Scott beat. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Edwards mm. naked Judah in court. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, yeah, maybe maybe I'll work it in. Maybe I'll work okay. it in. I quite like it too, actually. I'll see if I can get maybe some sort of pirated version that's maybe slightly different in tune, so that we don't get absolutely done and, and sued for the millions of pounds. And you have to, you know, that, that's that's at least. Twenty-five percent of your of your well, we could yearly wage packet. Ourselves doing it. Okay. And, and Feel like it won't be as good. Feel like no, it won't be as good. Probably not. No. How's it going though, mate? How's it going? You know, away away from Warsaw. How's how's the babs? How's the sleep? How's the food? How's the pee? How's the puke? You know, and all that kind of jazz. Oh, he's a dream. Yeah. Is um, he? Yeah. That last night was the the first night in probably about five weeks that he's woke up in the night. Ah. Oh. Um, but they say they reckon there's the four month regression, didn't they? 
So he's just he's just gone past three months. Okay. So whether this is the start of the tide starting to turn back of the uh, waking up in the night, I'm not sure. But I think he might be needing a touch more milk. That, that's what I'm thinking. He's on. No, now we're on the bottles. Are you on the bottles now? We're on the bottles. Uh, yeah, we're on the bottles. We were gonna do that. On the on the bombers, on the uh, yeah, the straw- yeah, strawberry flavored ciders. Yeah. Oh. Um, now he uh, he's on six ounces at the minute, but we're thinking maybe the one before bed increase it to seven. Full stomach, sleep through. That That's what that I is say, that is the the thinking now. But honestly, mate, he's a he's, he's a dream. He's, he's he's class. Just like smiling, laughing, and uh, no quality. Love good, it. good, good thing you said uh, four months regression. I thought you were going to say four months regret there, no, not quite. Normal what you get with the, with the old misses when you're together you know, four months into it, and you're like, oh, have I made the right choice? But uh, she's away <laughs> at the moment; she's getting her hair done, so I can say that. Oui. But uh, we, but um, no, all, all good, all good, mate. I'm, I haven't been to a game for a while now, but thankfully, you haven't. You're fair weather, bloody fair man. weather. I'm at Bradford on Tuesday night. Oh, in for a treat. In for a treat. <laughs> if you've come into events to as a go, boy, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's been... Um, although, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm bringing my meals as normal, but I'm, I'm, I might be a little bit grumpy, a little bit hangry, because after, after New Year... Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New uh, Year. Happy New Year to you. Um, I was, I've, I've gone on kind of like a health kick, so um, no, dry January completely... Yeah, I've got meals that are getting delivered to me twice a week, so pre-prepared meals that are like... But instead of like my... I like to eat between 2,000, 2,200 calories a day normally. I'm yeah. down to 1,700 now, so I'm literally leaning up three mm. car, two cardio sessions a day, a weight session a day. I've already dropped six pounds. I need to... I need to get into shape, mate. I'm going to go into Vegas slash LA in February for the Super Bowl. So... And the guys I'm going with, guys trip, obviously is going to be rumbunctious, and um, they're all they're all like Adonis's. They're all ripped to hell. So I feel like I need to to get back in, mate, and uh, get the press ups going and get get a bit of a pump on. I, I'd like fair play to you. I mean, I'd like to say that I've done the same myself, but mm. um, no. Oh, you've yeah. drank more since you've uh, since you've conceived, mate. A little bit of a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like Are you a beer man on a night in the fridge, or are you a bit of a glass of wine with the missus, or is it a little bit of well, vodka or tequila? South's on the pink gin and tonic. Nice, very nice. Um, so she has one of them, probably if not mouse nights every other night. Good, I like that. I like that. Just easy, uh, just takes the edge off slightly. Yeah, and then I kind of delved in last night, but I had, I had a Guinness. Oh, so yeah, one of my mates had come in, come in to see the bab rather than giving mm. giving the bab a present. He, yeah, he, he yeah. bought me a pack of beers. So. Well, that, I mean, that's nice. that, that's for me is a good friend there. You yes, know what I mean, very like good. you talk about the kid, the, 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 the child's always going to get presents and clothes and sweets and well, maybe not sweets, but you know, rattles and toys. Sometimes you got to look after the parents. Yes, yes. So I had a nice Guinness last night after nice. my tea and slept. I slept very soundly because the missus woke up in the night and did uh, Jensen's bottles. Oh, so, dream, yes, man. come it's on. It's the dream. It's the dream. See, we've got it going now. We've got that morale going. Now we can go straight into... Oh, we'll sort of football. Ooh, here we and, go. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Um, and um, let's, let's, just, let's just go over slightly uh, a recap of, of the last two games, Joe. We all yeah. talked about that 3-3 stunner 
um, Mr. Johnny Drury did anyway. He was there, obviously, with you a while ago now. And um, yeah. and welcome, Johnny. And thank you very much. He'll be doing a little bit of this podcast, but m- the majority of the time, it shall be it shall be me and the doing it. Um, and look, we were all a little bit more galvanised, I think, after that. You know, the win against Colchester, draw Crawley, then, you know, a 3-3 comeback. And you think, OK, Stevenage, winnable game here, going to Mansfield. Two away games, two defeats. I, th- I think one probably worse than the other, but it's really, you know, two wins and, and, you, and you're buzzing, two defeats, and you're looking at the bottom half of the table going, goodness me, that they're, they're closer to the bottom than they are at the top, which has been a, it's a massive disappointment, let's be honest, Joe. Stevenage was abysmal. Oh, um, I mean, your tweets—you could just—you could just tell the the disdain you had for the team, for the for the conditions, for the day. It was just dreadful. It was. The no amount of superlatives can really do it justice. To be honest, it was it was terrible. Uh, never seen a team really come out in the first ten minutes and be so shocking. And the there was no positional awareness, no organisation. They just completely crumbled. Um, and of course, I've seen teams kind of fall apart before, but this was this was ridiculous, especially on the back of of the euphoria of the late equaliser against Newport. And it just almost sums Warsaw up. Every time that they kind of get your hopes up in, you know, in a slight way, they go and completely, you know, Piss on the proverbial bonfire. To be mm-hmm. honest, you know what I mean. It's they, it, it, it really, it, and that's that's the real frustration for supporters. That that Stevenage first half, nothing worked. Um, yes, they were better in the second, but that was it was impossible to be any worse than they were in the first half, and um, that was a shocking day. Volley um, many years ago, of course, got his new two-and-a-half-year contracts going into that game and then proceeded to have his worst game in a Warsaw shirt, such as, you know, the turn of events in, in football at times. Yeah, but, I know. Um, there, there was nothing positive, really, to, to come out of the day. It was it was dreadful. And then Mansfield, I've seen him, I've seen him perform worse. Uh, obviously, Steven is a glaring example, but they, they've performed worse against... Um, obviously Hartlepool away uh, Bristol Rovers at home um, Harrogate at home they've had worse performances but uh, just another kind of the frustrating thing coming out of the Mansfield game for me is that they've won 2-0 they've brought on a lad at half time he scored two goals and there's talk afterwards about well Mansfield They've got some good strikers, Jordan Berry, Ollie Hawkins, who played centre half first half and then went centre forward second half. Bit of a throwback, but he's an handful. Mm-hmm. And in the midfielders, George Maris, and you know, coming out of it, you're thinking, oh, they're good players. And then you're thinking, well, why haven't Warsaw got players like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, exactly. That's the frustration. Mm. It's like, yes, we know that Warsaw haven't got a massive budget, and that, but equally, and we know Mansfield have, have, have spent money trying to get up the, these last few years. But why is there such a difference of kind of thinking, wow, he's a good player, and it also, oh, well, that, that 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 kind of general feeling coming out of it is that why are we looking at these teams and these players that they've got and thinking, oh, well, they're a good player and these are a good player, and it's 
why can't they play for Warsaw? <laughs> it's it's mm. just it's it's a it's a frustrating one. And um, yeah, two 0 to Mansfield. They they competed well enough for for the first half, I thought, and the pitch. Had you seen it, mate? It was it was a poor pitch. It was really boggly, bobbly. You know, it didn't lend itself to to good football, and yeah. you had to just kind of dig in and and then Warsaw did get their chances, um, but they they didn't put them away. And then Mansfield capitalised on some you know pretty poor defending for, mm. for both goals. So mm. it was just Warsaw in a nutshell, really, just kind of. Losing, losing the game, and and that yeah, they're fifteenth now, nine points off the playoffs, ten off uh, the relegation places. I mean, that nine point shortfall, they've shown absolutely no evidence that they can bridge that gap. So no. uh, it's there's just a general air of malaise at the mini. Um, which is which, and that, that's the disappointing thing because I think we always and you know you've been you've been kind of. Uh, right in saying that even though there is a push and there was always that that chance of a run that you always thought that it would be they would miss out on the playoffs and it would be yeah. kind of a mid-table season so it's, it doesn't really come maybe as a surprise to you but I think just the way especially that Stevenage game just just there's, there's no excuses whatsoever for that and then you look at the table and as much as you want to the positivity at the start, and you know, you've got obviously the new back room, and uh, and Matt, and and you know Lee Pomlet saying the right things, and, and this was always going to be a you know a transitional season, and let's go for next season. But I feel like they've got to show something for that transitional season to be to 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 really have good omens for next season. At this moment in time, they're languishing, like you say, in fifteenth. They're they're not halfway up the table. They're they're mid to bottom. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you know, there's and I think the disappointing thing at this moment in time, with with a few you know two weeks left in the transfer window and and the way the team were performing on the pitch, is that there's no real excitement about the re- the remainder of this season, let alone next season, and positivity, which is which is a big big shame for me, and uh, something needs to change because. As you're a Warsaw fan and you're excited about going to the games, you've been locked out of the stadium for a year and a bit, and then you come back and it's not even the end of January yet and the season feels like it's over already. Yeah, I looked at how much games they've got left the other, the other day and they've still got 22 league games left. But my first instinct, rather than thinking, whoa, 22 games, enough time to turn it round, it was almost... Bloody hell, 22 games. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Nailed uh, it. And, I th- and I think I think that's what the vast majority are thinking. It's like, God, tw- 22 more games. Mm. Um, and it's they've got to show something. Um, and yes, you're going to lose games of football. There's a way to do it. There's a way to way to lose games. And and Stevenage, the the way that they buckled. It wasn't a one-off. It's it's happened way too many times. Uh, fans who have travelled in brilliant numbers, by the way, to to, to these away games. I think there was just shy of nine hundred at, at Mansfield. Um, I think I, I tried to look this up actually, uh, but you can't find the figures, which is annoying. But they've got to be top two, top three in terms of backed. Away from home in terms of travelling numbers. Oh, absolutely! They've been they've been immense, and they've had so little to to sink their teeth into. Especially the travelling fans. It's 
some of the showings on the road have been dire. Stevenage was, again, absolutely shocking. Mansfield wasn't terrible, but it just adds to the the feeling that the season is is going nowhere and they're they're middling and and if anything, just kind of peering over their shoulders more so than looking up. So yeah, it's it, it is really frustrating and and the, and another frustrating thing. Obviously, this is my first season covering the club at this level, and I'm still finding out about teams and intri- different intricacies. You know what what teams are this and what teams are that. A lot of this division is a much of a muchness. Mm-hmm. They should be better than 15th in yes. this division. I know they've not got a, a a fantastic budget, and there is a still a feeling of getting over. I guess you know a bit of a hangover of what, of what has happened in in seasons past. But to be 15th in this league, when mm. I've seen a few teams that I thought were pretty good. I yeah, thought, Forest, I thought Green were good. Forest Green were good. I was quite impressed with Tranmere on the first day of the season, mm-hmm. and you know they're up there. Um, but even some of the teams that are in the playoff places, I, was, I wasn't blown away by Newport either. Time Walsall played them, I thought they had a great player mm-hmm. in Dominic Telford, but I thought the rest of them were pretty meh. Yeah. Um, Exeter, they're up there, and obviously got got them this weekend. They're like on the cusp of the playoffs, but mm-hmm. again. Um, they drew 2-2 up there and could have easily won that game. The both sure. goals they conceded, they shot themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. These teams, the beat Port Vale, I mean, I wasn't wowed by Port Vale. It was a good performance on the night, but equally Port Vale didn't really show much. These teams in this division, they're there for a reason, really. But, but But Walsall have just kind of completely succumbed to the level. And, and yeah, they're... They've shown it in fits and starts, but they're nowhere near consistent enough. The fact that they still haven't won back-to-back league games is is shocking. Mm. If if you've got any ambitions of going anywhere, you've got to rack up at least a couple of of, of wins. And um, I mean Mansfield now. I mean they're they're an example of what you can do because they were um, in the in the bottom when Warsaw played them back in September. Warsaw beat them easily, and then. They're, they're in the playoffs now, having gone, I think it's seven straight wins in the league yeah. and uh, ten unbeaten or some, something like that. You know what I mean? It's They're, they're, they're showing how it should be done. They're, they're a team that have momentum on their side and have a, have a, have a way of playing and a, a belief about them. Warsaw, they, they've, just, they've hit a wall and this is where you, people have got to stand up and be counted and... You look at these senior players in the Warsaw team, um, Joss Labadee, mm-hmm. Stephen Ward. Um, I mean, Joss has, has been absent the last two games. You know, This all-action midfielder, I've, I've not noticed him past two games. Mm. This is your captain. You know, these players have got to dig in and, and show what they're about. I, I think... You're looking at the last few games. I think one of the only ones who really comes out of it with any credit is, is Jack Ewing. And the rest, they're, they're, they need to show more. They need to show more resilience, more grit, more determination. The manager as well, I think he's made some odd selection decisions at times. Yeah. Um, for me, Liam Kintella should be playing every week. It should be starting, if he's fit, he should he should be playing. Um 
and and Osadibi coming back in last weekend and Wilkinson being on the bench and yeah so th- there's th- th- there's there's a lot of issues and they need to be rectified because this malaise and these these incredible away attendances will start to dwindle because who, who could blame them? Look, Lee Pomlet is very hands-on and, and, and it makes a refreshing change from, from previous regime. Yeah. Um, so he will be very vocal and he will have a lot of dialogue with the management, with the hierarchy that he's produced, that he's created. And I'm sure he won't be happy. I'm sure he won't be happy with the product that is currently being shown on the pitch. He will want the fans... Uh, to continue their incredible support and you know you can understand it if this season is gone and there's game over and there's, there's nothing to play for and they're not playing particularly well like you say Joe they're talking with 22 games left with, if, if you've got 15-14 games left and it's absolutely you know nowhere they're absolutely nowhere then you can understand why why supporters would you know it's a difficult environment there's money is tight the situation with, with everything with the pandemic you know can you can you save your money and not go Do, Attendances will dwindle unless something changes and they give themselves something to shout about. So I'm sure that there will definitely be uh, a meeting of, of everyone to try and work out what they can do between now and the end of the season. What I, I mean, I, I think we can playoffs just just move it aside, okay? Just completely push it to the side. But what can Warsaw do between now and the end of the season? What goal should they be looking for? Have a clear way of playing. Um, An identity. Sh- yeah, show some more versatility, I think, as well. Um, yeah, they've had this 4 2 3 1. Um, and in early parts of the season, you could see what they were tr- trying to do, the, the, the way that the system worked, in that Joss Labadee and Kinsella were the, were the um, you know, the snotters, if you like, in, mm. in, in midfield. You had Jack Earing in front of them. You had a couple of the wide lads and, and the centre forward. It's almost kind of a, a basis of, right, well, the defenders will kind of keep it simple. The midfielders will do the dirty work. And then there's that, you know, attacking quartet, if you like, who are then tasked with supplying goals and supplying assists. And But the lines have been blurred and... Emmanuel Osadebi has played in a number 10, but then he's not really playing as a number 10 in that he, he likes to come deep and try and get the ball. He doesn't really score enough goals or provide enough assists for, for that position. The the wingers have flipped and flopped throughout the season. And yes, you want to keep things fresh in a, in a, in a way, but you could go from one week to the next. You don't know if it's going to be Tyree Shade, if it's going to be Connor Wilkinson, if it's going to be Otis Khan, if it's going to be Brendan Keenan, if it's going to be Kieran Phillips playing as a, as a right-sided player when really he's a forward. That lack of continuity, I don't think, has helped. And the almost it's just become... It's hard to see what the aim is, really. And, and, and there has been times where it, it's almost cried out for a change in system when you want to go two up front or just kind of change things up a bit depending on the opposition. Yeah, you don't want to tailor your system to opposition and change week in, week out. But there's some games where you would benefit from a bit of a tweak and they've been very rigid and stuck to this 4-2-3-1. Just need to play some 
some attractive football. It, it's it, it's not been seen off, often enough. Um, the, you know, these performances have just been kind of yeah, they've kind of missed chances, but there's been very few times really where they've they've dominated a team um, and, and looked really classy. Um, mm. it, and, and even in defeat, you know, sometimes you can say, "Oh well, we were beaten by the better side today," but you could see what we were trying to do and. Matt Taylor says it every week almost that they need to take more risks, and yeah, everything they do is just very safe. You know, there's not. It's just, it's just kind of pass it to the next man and do this and do that, and it it is it is very safe and just very much of a muchness, and there needs to be some shoots that spring up really to 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 show that there is. Uh, something to get your teeth into and get excited about going into to, to next season, because at the minute it just looks like, yeah, they're 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 trying and they're kind of having half a go, but then it, it's just there's now re- nothing that really strikes you about this team at the minute. Um, there's you know they they don't defend particularly well, they don't attack particularly well. They're just they're just there almost. So do, do they need additions? And if so, why Why would, I'm, I'm thinking from a business head on here and playing devil's advocate, why would Warsaw go and spend some money, which you know, obviously is very hard to come by, uh, or get deals across the line when they're not going, they're not going anywhere in the league, uh, they're, not, they're not going down, they're not going, they're not going to the playoffs, should they, what's the point of, of paying money out for a six, in, for a six month deal when, when really it's not gonna it's not gonna yield too much. Okay, maybe some improved results. Maybe if they're gonna really make a difference in the side, but can would would they be better in in keeping that cash for the for the summer? <laughs> it you can look at things on both sides, but I did say a few months ago if they were anywhere near with it in January, then I I think you've got to try and. Show something and have a go, have a go for it. I think I think one of their problems. We all know what the budget is. It's not the best. It's not the worst, but it's not. The, it's certainly not the best that that you'll find in the division. I just don't think it's been spent in the best way that it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a problem that they've created for themselves in the are in. I know I talk about how they played together early on in the season. But they haven't played together for a while now in Joss Labadee and Liam Kinsella. I think, you know, bringing in Joss on, as a club captain, you could probably be fair to assume that he'd be among the better earners at the club, without knowing the facts. But a club captain would be, by and large, just one of your better paid players. Him and Liam Kinsella are very, very similar, and the form of Jack Earing in that in that midfield role has almost forced forced a dilemma in that Taylor will probably think that I've got to play my captain here, but really, if it if it, if it was up to me, of course it's not up to me, but I I would sooner play Liam Kinsella. I I I think Liam Kinsella is if I was offered Liam Kinsella or Josh Labadee, I think I'd take mm. Liam Kinsella. So you've got this. You've got this dilemma in that you've got two players who do very similar things, and then I think you're looking at the summer. I'd like to think that the departure of Ash Taylor has freed up a bit of a bit of room in the budget, 
Um, he was one of the first signings, one of the early ones. You know, the, this, you know, there was talk of it being a bit of a, a bit of a coup at the time. It didn't work out that way. It, it didn't. It, you know, some of, to, some of the time these moves just don't work out, and I, I think we've actually didn't. Obviously, he's, he's gone back up to Scotland, and you'd like to think that has freed up a bit of a room in, in the budget. But I think it's. I think without you know, while now we need to not easy as easy as as saying it, the the budget. I think what they really should have went for was a proper centre forward. Mm. Um, George Miller, of course, has got seven goals and he's done well in in fits and starts, but he's now fourteen games without scoring, and he's still the and he's still the club's top scorer. And I think that speaks volumes. Um, Connor Wilkinson, of course, was a was their first signing. But equally, he's not an out-and-out centre-forward. He likes to come in off the right or play just off off the shoulder. Then I think, you know, that in with the benefit of hindsight, it should have gone on a centre-forward, and um, that's where they should have really placed the emphasis on. Because uh, ultimately, if you don't score enough goals, you're not going to go anywhere. And mm. Walsall, Walsall have had nine different scorers this season. Only eight of them are left at the club now, with Ash Taylor having left. Um, George Miller is the top scorer on seven. I think you've got um, Phillips on six in all competitions, or and I think Jack Ewing's got about four. But it's it's not enough. By now, you'd want somebody in double figures, and um, Walsall haven't got that. And um, that I think, hopefully, the I think it. This month, it's it's always a difficult month to operate in, but hopefully there'll be lessons to be learned going into next summer. I think if they're going to spend what they've got, you've got to make the most of what you've got. Um, I think you've got to place the emphasis on a centre-forward because that, that is the key. You mentioned Ash Taylor there slightly. Um, bit of a bit of a strange exit, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, Joe, uh, with, the, with the way he, he ended up going to, to Kilmarnock. Um, what, what do you make of it all? <laughs> I was a bit surprised when it happened. I didn't have any. I didn't have any inkling that it was happening. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, he, of course, there was the COVID absence of him missing out at Stevenage, and then I, I'd asked Matt Taylor on the Thursday going into the uh, Mansfield game, um, is Ash back in? Is Ash back in the fold after his bout of COVID? And he just replied no, so I just took that as well. He's he's still out with COVID. Obviously, that wasn't the case, and he he he, he was gone. <laughs> um, so he ends up going to Kilmarnock, reunites with uh, Derek McKinney. So we had two spells with at Aberdeen. Um, just just a, a bit of a strange turn of events. Um, with Ash, really, I don't think he'll be a huge miss. Um, I, he, he was almost he was in the team by default, really, with mm-hmm. with Manny Mons' suspension, and he'd had some ropey games as well. Um, and you know, with with Mons coming back next month, maybe they just think, well, let's get him off the wage bill. Uh, he he's got a call from McKinney, so he's worked with him before. It suits all parties. So yeah, he's gone. It leaves them short in the short term. Tom Leake played there last weekend and I thought did all right, given the circumstances, given it was his first league start under Matt Taylor. But, um, yeah, uh, a strange departure. Um, but, uh, 
and they've got to get something else done at that position, really, because while Monfi's coming back, they they still need more centre half cover. So um, be interested interested to see if they can get that done this month. Uh, and you just hope the silver lining of it is that it does give them a, a bit of room in the budget. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with Tyler, I, I think he would have been, you know, again one of the better earners, perhaps. So. It, it might give him a bit of more wriggle room there, but a, a, yeah, a weird turn of events. Apparently, you know, of course, Matt Tyler then said it was a, a false positive, and then all this kind of thing, and yeah. Um, but ultimately, he's, he's gone. He's no longer a Warsaw player, and uh, they've got to move on. Yeah, and uh, and, a, and a coach gone as well in, in Miguel Lera. Yeah, um, academy boss Miguel Lera, um, a. The academy had, had, had struggled this season. They'd, they'd not won a game, and then interestingly, their first game without him, they did win at the weekend. Um, but obviously, I think some supporters will be aware that the, the, it appears to be the partner of Lara has made some allegations, um, you know, about Lara's dismissal and, and things like that. Um, he's just said that he wanted to seek a new challenge elsewhere. But yeah, the, he's he's gone. And um, the, at the time, it, it's it, it's a bit of a change because when at the time he was appointed in 2019, I remember that you know it was almost seen as a as a quite a big appointment. And I think for a time, people thought that he might have been grooming for more of a, a prominent role um, in in the first team, maybe becoming the first team coach. Or I mean, even you know it might be a long shot, but people might have thought he was going to be. A manager of Warsaw down the line, but uh, obviously didn't turn out that way. Um, and yeah, they're they're on the lookout for for a new academy boss. And a day of departures last Friday, but um, yeah, it's a uh, you know, bit bit of, bit of change going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam Kinsella, the rumours with him going to Ipswich. <sighs> yeah, so of course, yeah. So these rumours started at the weekend. Um, in, amidst the um, Mansfield game, it was kind of it seemed to start while the game was going on. Um, rumours of Kinsella leaving. Of course, he's been an unused substitute the last two games, um, and then he did post somewhat of a cryptic picture on on Instagram on the Sunday night of him, you know, with a love art and a, and a football and. You know, in his Warsaw shirt, but with his kind of the back to the camera. I've done some digging, and I've spoken to people at, ba- at both ends, both Ipswich, Warsaw, and people who you know contacts you know, at both clubs, and I haven't heard anything that can that can stand that up at, at the minute. Um, of course, these situations are fluid, and nothing ever surprises me in these windows, but. There's nothing at the minute to say that that I've heard to say that, that that's a Garrow yet. Um, of course, if hear anything different, then I'll be sure to put it out there and and you know get get the news out there. But um, as far as I know, at the minute, um, there's nothing to say that that's happening. I've mean, spoken to people at the Ipswich end; they seem to think that they've already got a lot of midfielders, um, and that. But equally, Ipswich love a signing. <laughs> So, but they hadn't heard anything, and they'd be they'd be surprised that they think there was other areas of the squad that needed addressing more so than that. And 
I mean, from from a Warsaw point of view, again, I think Kintella should be playing every week. Um, I think he's one of the few players in in League Two from having having seen half a season of it. I think he's one of the few players that you know what you're going to get every time he steps out onto the pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to probably win you a game with a forty yard screamer or a killer pass or anything like that. But he's going to give his ab- absolute everything that he's got in his body for the cause. He times his tackles, I think, better than anybody I've seen in the division. Um, it, the, he's not a big lad, but everything it, it, he uses everything that he's got to its maximum, really. And you know that he's going to be a consistent, probably seven out of ten every week. Yeah, and that he gives you that combativeness that Labadee does. Admit, I'll admit, Labadee has had some, you know, has had some very good games. I thought against Port Vale, he was outstanding. But he, he picks up a lot of bookings, and he's 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 already had a couple of suspensions this season. With Kinsella, bookings are almost a, a, a surprise when when he when he picks them up because he's very level headed. So you've got that level headedness, you've got that combativeness, and he's of course been at the club since the age of eight. So. I would like to see him stay, definitely. Equally, I could see him making a, a move up to League One. I think he's, he's he's good enough at what he does to, to, to play in League One, as long as a uh, you know, League One club aren't looking for him to be that attack-minded midfielder who's splitting defences. That's mm. not his game. But he's, what he does, breaking up play and being a... Uh, being a guy who then allows his midfield partner to express themselves more, I, I think you're going to struggle, especially in, you know, in League One and League Two, to find players more effective at, at that than, than Kinsella. So we'll have to see what happens. But as I say, at the minute, I've not heard anything to say that him to Ipswich is a goer. But I'll, of course, keep you all informed as, as best as I can. Watch this space, right, Joe? We've got some uh, we've got some great questions this week. Loads of questions coming in. So um, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, put at least 10 to 15 minutes aside for those so we'll come on to them but first a word from our sponsors Adoption at Heart Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council Walsall Council Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step the Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender sexual orientation disability race or faith to start your adoption journey or to find out more why not book on the next virtual information event uh, visit adoptionathard.org.uk to see the next available date so book your place and call 01902 right let's get on to some Questions well, just teach. very quickly, just oh, very on. quickly. Go on, go on. So there's, I'm just having a look on Twitter, and it's, it's. There's some reports that Altis Khan could be going to Light and Orient. Um, um, so again, once re- once this is recorded, I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll get onto that. But the the thing with Altis, we know that he, he missed out at the weekend with a supposed illness. That's the what dog, that's, the dogs are devastated when they've just heard. That. Yeah, they're um, furious. But, and um, he, he he did say that he was on the cusp of a League One move um, in the summer when we've when we've interviewed him, um, and that he 
he put all his eggs in that basket and it kind of fell through. Yeah. Um, talks from what you'd hear from from Taylor, from from you know whatever. It, they kind of just seem to it seemed to hit a bit of a wall, really. Mm. I, I think Walsall, on their end, yes, very happy to keep him, but I think Khan, I guess as any player would, would he was keeping his, his options open and it could could well be now that, um, yeah, Light and Orient is, is, is the place for him. Um, again, that would be an, another disappointment, really. Um, but, uh, you know... Do Walsall think- have a chance to offer him a contract, though, and... and, and- I you think know. they were, I think they were I think they would have done. I think they yeah. they will have offered him a deal. Um you know, from from I mean Lee Lee Pomley when I spoke to him last month said as long as Matt Taylor wants to keep him, we're happy to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Matt Taylor has said on, on record several times that he wants to keep him. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd imagine he's been tabled tabled an offer. So if Taylor's gone, Khan's gone, do, do you almost have to bring someone in, do you think? Uh, God, well they needed to bring in players regardless. Mm. Um they needed a left back. You know, they they need they need Stephen Ward is playing too much football. I think that's I think that's you know it, for for a guy who's thirty six to have played every minute of every game in the league. I think he needs a bit more support. They need does another. He get a, does he get a bit of unwarranted stick sometimes with the situation that he's been left in? Um, I think he's been poor the last few weeks. Okay. Yeah, you know, I think there was times perhaps earlier on in the season where it was a little bit unjust. But I think now for a player of his age and of his of his experience and where he's been in the game, I think it's only fair that. You know some of the criticism that's been levelled at him these last few weeks. I think he's been, I think he's been below par, definitely. So, um, yeah, uh, they needed players anyway. They needed a, a left back and a, and a, and a centre forward, regardless of what else happened. But with Taylor going, with Khan going, you could say yeah, they need a, a centre half and a winger as well. So, that, you know, you're looking at four potential players before the end of the window. I mean, that seems like a bit of a stretch, really, but. No, you can't just lose players. Uh, 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 yeah, it's uh, yeah. We'll see what happens. We can't, but that's obviously the situation at the minute. And uh, I'll uh, I'll bring you the latest when I when I know it. Good stuff, Lee Reynolds. Is Matt Taylor stubborn to stick to a four-two-three-one, or is there hope in sticking to it? We come uh, we come good by. He says about 20, the year twenty thirty. <laughs> um. As I say, there's been games where it's worked, but I, I would like to see a bit of flexibility. I think it's great to have a, a, a way of playing, but equally, I think there is there is merit in in having a, a backup plan as well. Um, you know, we saw it at Wolves, didn't we? When when Nuno was, fr- you know, free at the back or bust, and mm-hmm. eventually he, he changed. I mean, t- to mixed results, but um, yeah, I think there becomes a time where you kind of evolve or you adapt and. And there has been times where four two three one hasn't worked, mm-hmm. and I think a, a, a more, when, especially when they're struggling for goals on the whole, and the, your, your centre forward, who is your top scorer, hasn't scored in fourteen games, that probably suggests that he probably needs a bit more support. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you don't want to leave yourselves open, but I think there's times at games where you can go two up front. So I mean, they, they did go two up front for the last. Five minutes against Mansfield, but that was with young Shay Willock, who was only making his second senior appearance, I believe. So it's asking a lot from him. Uh, you want you want us. It'd be nice to see, especially if they're at home or against a team that they should be beating, like a like a Stevenage away and stuff like that. Just go to up front and mm. give it a go, and 
you should have enough class to beat these teams, so go and show it. Uh, Jamie Simner, what's your view on the current youth team situation? In the past, we have produced some players that have gone on to play in the Premier League. Fryer, Dan, Deeney, Rico, Henry, etc. But at the moment, we look nowhere near that. We seem to lose every game and our rock bottom of the league. Yeah, it, it's it's not been great. And there has been a few come through, of course, that in uh, Bates, who was really kind of hit a wall this season in terms of game time, that he... He, of course, playing for the reserves again now. Uh, Leak obviously played the other day. Perry's been on the fringes. And then Willock is the latest. But, yeah, the, for, for Walsall, for a team that, again, we, we speak about, doesn't have the, the greatest budget, you'd want more from your youth system. Um, it, it has been a, a few years since... Um, Somebody has really come on the scene and really impressed. Of course, Bates had that spell, but he kind of fell away. And and in the, you'd like to think he would have still been in the team now and playing games week in week out. And for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. So, yeah, there is more of an onus to to improve what they get from the youth team. Of course, it's not everything, and you have you can't just rely on on bringing through young players. But uh, I think they'd like to be definitely be more productive on that front. I think they need to produce. Uh, better players. Of course, it's, it's difficult because it's a the catchment area in that anybody who's really worth their salt is probably at Wolves or at Albion or at Villa mm. or at Blues or at, or even at Leicester. You know, a lot a, a lot of these Birmingham based lads or whatever or Walsall based lads are even going over to Leicester now. Um, but uh, yeah, you've, you, you've got to. I think they've got to try and be more productive on that front and bring through a, a better crop of players. Definitely. Dominic says, how do you think the coaching team, Taylor McDonald and Fullerton, are performing? How have they have they improved Walsall in the long run, which is Pomlet's plan, or weakened the club, or is it too early to know? It's too early to know whether they've improved them in the long run, I'd say. Uh, there's not... There was Earlier on in the season, there was promising signs, and there was a really kind of feel-good factor, but ultimately now they're, they're, they're mid-table, and, and they're and they're not miles better off than they were at this stage last season. So, um, yeah, the, the onus is on them to really show their mettle and, and show what they're about and, and, and turn it around. Um, I do like Matt Taylor, I will I will say. Um, you know, for, from my point of view, um, while it's not everything, but it does make the job easier when you've got a manager who is, um, you know, who, who treats, you know, the press with... You know, respect and answers questions, and you know he doesn't duck questions. Um, to be fair to him, and he will give answers to to everything I ask him, pretty much. So, from my point of view, I I, I respect that. Um, but obviously, you know, the main finger of manager is is, is produ- producing results and, and consistent results, and I'm sure that's what he, uh, you know, Neil McDonald and and. Uh, and, and everybody else at the coaching team would be working towards because it, ultimately you, that, that's, that's that's the name of the game, isn't it? Lee says, would Niall Mayer be a good signing? It's, well, four four questions, actually. Would Niall Mayer be a... So you just sum up after one. Would Niall Mayer be a good signing? Would a certain striker that used to play for Port Vale be a good addition? A left-back, someone like Max Melbourne, and a young winger attacker on loan. He says, if these four moves could come off in the next 12 days, will Walsall have a good end to the season? Well, I mean, I can I can guarantee you that those four moves won't come off, um, but but um, I would definitely more more uh, more positive for the remainder of the season. But what are your thoughts, Joe? 
Yeah, uh, we, we, we're talking about it now, aren't we? Those are the four positions that they need. They need a centre-half, they need a left-back, they probably need a winger and a striker. Um, I don't know a lot about Niall Marr, to be honest. Um, he, he's at Halifax. He had one game at Telford when I covered them a few years back. Mm. I, saw, I saw one game of him. Uh, but equally, I, have, I, I don't know enough about him to, to, to pass comments on whether he would be a good addition or not. Uh, Devante Rodney I've seen a bit of. And again... That's a kind of striker that I wouldn't mind seeing. Somebody a bit more physical, a bit of a target man. It would bring something different, whether he's available or not, or what price it would take to get him, I'm, I'm unsure. Max Melbourne, I think, could be uh, a solid addition. We, we saw him at the Sadlers before, and they're now what he's about. Um, he had a lounge ball at Stevenage the first half of this season and didn't really get a kick. Um, he's gone back to Lincoln, but... I don't know if his long-term future lies more so as a centre-half than a left-back, but equally... That'd be a good um, good, good low centre getting back there, wouldn't it? If it yeah, yeah, like because, because, be because, a, because equally, he would fill both those positions, really. Mm. You know, he'd be, he'd be extra centre-half cover, and he'd be that left-back. You know, for while he'd maybe be a bit of a stopgap at left-back, he could be a, a centre-half, you know, for the long-term, so I wouldn't mind him. And then, what what was the other one? Some sort of young winger. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even without Khan, they've still got wingers. But yeah, if like you're gonna a Campbell kind of player, yeah, but it, so. yeah, but if you're gonna lose one, then mm. you'd like to think you'd you'd bring one in. Yeah, uh, Doctor Stephen Lawrence says, "I'd like to, I'd like if you on the current board suitability to preside over the club." So, um, he asks Joe. Twenty years of abject failure and slow but steady decline, and it's largely unchanged. We've shifted from a pension fund FC to retired nineties businessman FC. Yeah, well, not not mentioning his words. It's, uh, it's <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the thing is with with Lee, he will be very open and comment on a lot of things. And in fairness to them, they've held these fan forums, a couple of them already this season, and they're there to be shot at, really. Um, and they they answer questions, and, and while not every answer will be to everybody's taste. It, they're not things they necessarily have to do. They don't have to hold these fan forums, um, but they do, and I think they deserve a bit of credit f- f- for that. The problem with it sometimes, I guess, is that you'll hear these sound bites coming out of these fan forums and these comments. I think the one that keeps getting repeated is that you know Pomelit was saying, you know, we're going to give it a real good go this season, and obviously now they're fifteenth. Uh, and, and looking like they're not really going anywhere. So that, you know, comments like that almost become, you know, they stick with fans and, and, and great with fans. And, and that is the that is the catch-22 almost of being uh, an open uh, chairman, if you like, who wants to come out and, and comment and keep supporters in the loop in that mm. some of the things that he, that he may say may come back to, to, to bite him in the future. But um, the, the board, again... So I mate, Jeff She wants to be Man City, so you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, these you things. See... It's not the first time that these. No. And he, and he's just he's just you know he's saying he wants to have a good go. He's not he's not saying I need to go up this year or or you know we want to be in the championship in three years or something daft like that. But he wants to do the best for the club, and you can understand him. And if if a chairman didn't have those kind of goals, you know, to really have a good a good go at it, then you know you would you would you would question him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean. In terms Sometimes of the whole, it doesn't work out, but yeah, I, I don't think that Warsaw uh, uh, completely. I mean, I think it's. A, in, I think they're in a better position than they were two years ago. Put it that way. Yeah, the the 
the whole board again. I'm, I'm probably you know having been covering the club for six months. It, it's not, I'm not quite you know at that point you know to give you a, obviously than somebody like Stefan who supported the club all his life. It's no, I can't give quite the same viewpoint as that. But I think Lee did mention at one of the fan forums that some of the directors were you know, a bit quiet through the pandemic and that he thought they would have done a bit more and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think there is, there is a point to be made there. But equally, um, in terms of Pomlet, I, I think, you know, in his openness is... It, it, I, I enjoy it, obviously, you know, being able to speak speak to the chairman and, and stuff like that. And um, But equally, yeah, there will be comments that he makes that will, um, it, you know, perhaps come back to to bite him a little bit but um, yeah we'll we'll just have to see how the rest of the season unfolds I guess um, Nick Etheridge says uh, were the club aware of the Manny Mont situation before they signed him and do they fully back him um, I mean with that one they they, they fully back him um, you know he said on record um, you know two or three times that he Vehemently denied the allegation. You know, if 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 they didn't back him, he, he wouldn't he, he wouldn't be at the club anymore. So, you know, they're 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 working towards having him back. I mean, in terms of whether they knew, um, I'm unsure. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, you know, I think they'll be pretty happy to have him back when when they can have him back. Um, I think it's five or four games, maybe four games left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's four games left. So. Um, yeah, but uh, he's 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 paid the fine, and you know his argument was that it's not beyond reasonable doubt. It's the balance of probability. I think is the FA uh, the determiner of of guilt kind of thing in these cases. So yeah, it's uh, obviously a disappointment for him and 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 for Walsall, of course. But um, no, in terms of backing him, yeah, they're they're sticking by him. Stuart says, what's the minimum t- table position for this season? Lee Pommet made a bold statement, blah, 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 that we've already said. Um, do you feel he's got sufficient funds to do that? <sighs> minimum table position, though. You want to be in the top half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in terms of the sufficient funds, yeah, it's... we Again, we all know, we, we're not under no illusions of what the budget is and... and, and what what there is at play, but equally, I, f- I think it is a case of using what they've got better. I think I think that's 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 the crux of it. Um, you know, he, I don't think they're going to change their ways, whether it's through want or whether it's just through the the lack. You know that they can't facilitate that finance, but I th- I think it's 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 making more of of what you've got and. Um, you know, Lee pointed examples like Morecambe going up last year. And of course, they didn't have a great budget, and teams like Salford who do have the budget continuing to struggle mm-hmm. in in League Two. So it's not all about budget. It does help naturally, of course. I think if you've got more money to spend, you've got more of a chance. But um, I think the crux of it is making more use of what they've got and um, and being a bit more clever on that aspect. And hopefully, we'll see that in the in the windows to come. Jean Francois Perron asks um, do all Warsaw fans believe what they read online does anyone have a balanced sense of reality among the fan base there you go I'd... yeah 
Uh, <laughs> I just thought I'd read that one out. I quite liked it. Um, Stuart says, do you believe there's money on the table to help Taylor in his first season in real football? Or do you think he's been asked to work miracles with pocket change? Hmm. Um, I mean, he would have had an, a decent idea, wouldn't he, on what was available and what was on the table when he took this job, I would yes. assume. I don't think that would have yeah. changed too much from, from when he did and when he agreed to to where you know, to, to where they are now. Now, if they were top eight in the league, top ten in the league, few points away from sixth, would there be more money available? It's difficult to say. And maybe it's an easy cop-out to say that there might have been because they're not there now, so they don't have to spend that kind of money. But um, you'd, you'd assume or you'd hope that if Matt Taylor was overachieving with this squad, that he would have been given the um, the the funds potentially to have a good go if they had a chance of getting to the playoffs this season, now that they definitely don't, or mm. 95%, 90% that they don't, that's probably going to change, isn't it? Yeah, it's just frustrating because when they came into the month, they, 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 they were, I think, five points away or six points well, like away. like I said, Joe, two, two wins yeah. after that 3-3 draw, two wins on the bounce, yeah, and two you... defeats, and you're looking up, and, and, and this podcast is very much different, but it's yeah. not... And I think the signs are that it's 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 never, you know, you said it yourself. They haven't won two games in a row all season. Yeah. You can't do that and then, and then go and challenge and uh, for promotion. As simple as that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think everybody knows that Walsall aren't, you know, massive spenders, and he would have been aware of that going in. Again, I, it might sound frustrating, but I just think it's making better of of, of what they've got. Um, you know, of course, we haven't seen huge fees uh, splashed out on players, but equally, you know, Wolves, Wolves a record signing. You know, Andreas Macris. Look at that; that was a disaster. Mm. So, it, you know, spending money doesn't guarantee success, but you've got to spend wisely. And I, I just think some of the summer arrivals, you know, it just, yeah. I, just haven't quite cut it yet, and and whether they whether they will. Obviously, one of them's already gone in in, in Taylor. Um, the, just yeah, I think they need to make, make what they've got uh, put put it to put it to better use. Right, we're um, Exeter, Bradford, back to back home games for the Super Saddlers, Joe. After after away games, uh, Exeter, of course, have got their own eyes on on promotion. I think this season, fair to say, at least the playoffs anyway. And Bradford only three points away from Warsaw, but um, but at the same time, uh, will probably be a, a difficult game. I would have thought on on Tuesday night. Where do you see these ones going? Do you see any any kind of changes? Let's, I mean, team wise, you know, from from what you've seen on on Saturday, can you expect to see um, any changes? Well, I mean, enforced changes, of course, but uh, any changes that you would um, you would like to see in formation or personnel? I'd play Liam Kinsella. <laughs> you know, as long as nothing happens between now and Saturday and now and Tuesday, play Liam Kinsella. Um, play him alongside Josh Labadee. You know, because Josh Labadee is your captain. You, you know, I guess you've got to play him and, and move Jack further forward again. I know he's played brilliant in in a in a, in a more deeper role, um, but you know, I, I, Emmanuel Osadibi hasn't been consistent enough, and and I think. Even as the as the advanced midfielder with Kinsella and, and Labadee uh, behind him, and then on the wings, I'd play Wilkinson on the right and Keenan on the left and, and Miller up front. 
Um, you know, because it's you know we obviously looking at Khan and you know it's looking doubtful that he that he's going to be here. So, mm. um, so defensively, it is what it is. Really, I guess that there's not really that much scope to change it. I thought Hayden White, to be fair to him, had one of his best games for a good while against Mansfield. That's more like it from him. I think he's. He admitted it himself early on in the season that this leg break that he had while at Mansfield, it took him a long time to get over and that he's almost been you know, battling himself to, to, to take more risks and to be more progressive. And I think we started, for me anyway, I think that was one of the first games that I've really seen signs of White getting forward more and being more of a risk taker and having more of an influence. So hopefully that's a, a promising sign. I think Tom Leake did enough to, to keep his place for this weekend, as long as there's no uh, new additions before then. And um, yeah, so I, for me, just be, if Kinsella is there and Kinsella is available, and is, as long as he's fully fit, Liam Kinsella has to play. I, has I, I can't, to play. I, I, can't, I can't overstate that enough. He, he's, he, he's got to play. Uh, for, for Walsall as long as he's fit. Okay, fair play, I like it. Um, so, comes to the uh, prediction time of Walsall against Exeter City. Give me a prediction, please, Jer Edwards. <sighs> this might be a bit optimistic, but I'm going to go a one-one draw. Oh, oh, oh! Here we go. Like I, it. Just, just, uh, I struggle to see him winning at the minute, um, but. I think if they could pick up a point, hopefully that would just be the just the result, just to kind of you know just a, just a, a point at home. Hopefully that could kind of get them back on track. Uh, and and jo- if George Miller could break his duck as well after this fourteen game Baron or not, <laughs> hopefully he'd be off to the races as well. But um, yeah. Maybe it's a touch opt- optimistic, but I'm going to go one one. No, I like it, mate. I like it. Finish, finish, yeah. finish off, finish off optimistic. That's what yes, I like to hear. yes. Yeah. Um, so um, we'll be back after. Well, we'll do after. Let's have a look. Ba, 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 ba. So we'll be kind of like after. Well, probably after the Bristol Rovers game. Probably we're back in a couple. In a, so there'll be three games, mate. You never know. Three Ooh. wins, and uh, and we could be talking about uh, back back in the playoffs. You never know. Three games, a few signings. Way. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Um, right, your homework, mate. Robin Hood. Yeah. Do, do you know when it was created? What was the year? Have a guess. Mm, Disney's not, Robin Hood. Ninety-four. Earlier. Eighty-nine. Earlier. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Seventy-six. Earlier. God. Nineteen seventy-three, Joe. Bloody 1973. hell. But a classic. So please, please, please watch it, and we'll discuss in in um, at length in in a couple of weeks' time, mate. Probably be better than the football at this rate. Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> it, I think maybe we should just get a big screen at the Bankses, yeah, um, and yeah. stick Robin Hood on there. One hour and twenty three minutes. We can add seven minutes injury time. Make it up to the ninety. I'm yeah. telling you, you get you get ten thousand there. Class. Oh. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Fingers crossed three points on Saturday from me, from Joe. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.